0: Welcome to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast, a lifestyle podcast where we learn about, share, and discuss topics around health, fitness, and personal development. My name is Mundia, and I will be your host. Hello, listeners, and welcome to today's episode of the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. My next guest is a mom. She's a certified fitness coach, wife, spartan racer, tech geek and traveler and she has also graced the TEDx stage in Lusaka and the last time we met was actually in December last year and we were both in Zambia and uh, we gave a, a workout session to a group of ladies which was so much fun. It is my absolute pleasure listeners to welcome to the show my first guest from my home country of Zambia Priscilla. Priscilla welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mundia, and I'm really honoured to be here. I'm quite excited for your journey. I've been following it, so I'm really, really happy to be here.
0: It's an honour to have you. And before we start off with the questions, can you let us know where exactly are you located? Because you travel quite a lot. I sometimes never know where you are. (laughs) So where are you at this point in time?
1: Right now in Nairobi. I've been, quote unquote, stuck here since uh, March this year, but otherwise in Nairobi for now, heading back to Lusaka in a bit and then back here.
0: Okay, so Priscilla's in Nairobi, Kenya. And just getting to know you a little bit more, can you tell us uh, where you're from and what do you do?
1: The where I'm from is very easy. The what do I do is a bit complicated. So I'm from Zambia originally. Um, what do I do? <laughs> I have three sort of roles, just, and that's me being modest. I obviously have my family, which is one of my core sort of things that I do. And then I, professionally, I am a tech geek, as you mentioned. So I am what you would consider in the private sector, a CIO slash CDO for a large nonprofit that's in 45 countries. So basically looking after the digital transformation strategy and delivering that. And then the other profession is health and wellness. I am a certified fitness coach. And then, of course, the other bits and pieces of the traveling, adventures, climbing mountains and things like that.
0: I love how you put it so simply, you know, it's like, you guys should see Priscilla's life. It's absolutely awesome to, to follow. And I will share, of course, later on, you know, a bit, uh, of her social media links and, um, so happy to have you on the show because I believe you will bring so much value to the listeners because we have quite a diverse group of listeners. You know, we have moms, we have, you know, females, we have males and actually in, you know, over listeners in over 27 different countries around the world. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, that's,
1: that's amazing. And
0: now just going into, have you always led such an active life and specifically, how did you get into the health and fitness space?
1: <laughs> no, no. In primary school, I thought I was the most non-sporty person ever. And then what Mondia didn't mention in the intro is that we went to the same high school. Yes.
0: When I was in high true.
1: school... <laughs> When I was in high school, there was a prefect that decided that I was going to run regardless of how I felt. (laughs) I don't think you remember her, but Jackie, I wouldn't recognize her if I met her. Kaniki? Yes. Of course I remember her. (laughs) Jackie made me run. And I discovered that I could run. And then I was acing the cross-country races, the long-distance races. And from that point in time, I've never really taken complete breaks off for a really long time. So I sort of just dabbled in different things. When I went to college, I did a bit of karate. When I finished college, I did a bit of pilates. I'd sort of just look around and see what was interesting. And then a friend of mine was starting something called Project Fit, which was just supposed to encourage people to stay fit in Zambia. And so he asked me to help because he's very technically strong on the uh, fitness side but he was more of an introvert so he asked me to sort of be like the energy and so on and so that way um I started helping out and I figured if I'm going to do this properly I might as well get certified so we can help more people so it's a charity it's free and that's how I found myself in this space and I've never looked back
0: that is fantastic and thank you for sharing that story and so clearly sport has been you know part of your life for for a while and how important is has it been to you know in staying active
1: throughout with all the other things that you've done, you know, um as well? I think it's been really a crucial part of my life. And I know people see it as an extra thing, but to me it's interwoven into everything I do. Because uh just this week I went to the gym and we had a crazy intense workout. And when I left, I was like when I was doing the workout, I was gone. I was <laughs> out of it. I wasn't speaking to the trainers. Why am I here? Exactly. But as soon as I left, I had so much energy. I was really hyper. I was able to have a really productive day. And what I've realized is if I'm feeling like I'm in a slump, I'll just take a really long walk or go for a run or go to the gym and I will come back. So it's for me, it's not a separate thing that I have to find time for. It's something that's integrated into everything that I do.
0: Yeah, and makes everything else so much better, right? Yes, like you yes, said. And you're also a mom. What is the best part about being a parent for you? What do you find most enjoyable?
1: Just seeing them transform. So I have a boy who's 14 now and a girl who's 11. And when I look at them now, and I look at them even a year ago, they're totally different humans. So that's amazing. And just also knowing that you can inspire them, is brilliant. Just last week, my daughter walked up to me and she was like, we need to start training together because I need to be as strong as you. And to oh, me, that was like a I moment. That was it. a moment. Yes. So we are working on a workout plan. We'll be training together. And she's one of those that's like, I just want to stay in bed. But the fact that she wants to be strong because she sees me, that is amazing. I was at work one day, I was supposed to come back by lunchtime. We didn't have help. Obviously in quarantine, we sort of didn't have help. And they were making their lunch and my son called me and said um i've made lunch but we don't have enough protein in this meal good on you that is awesome <laughs> that is so fantastic to hear and
0: i always often say with the guests that i have on the show that have kids and they've mentioned similar stories you know and children follow more what we do than what we say right so they're always role modeling our behavior and habits and things like that. Now I want to get a little bit into more of your um kind of athlete background. You've taken part in a few Spartan races. You know, I've seen you share pictures of you trudging through mud, going through all sorts of wires and climbing over obstacles. How did the idea come to you and tell us a more, more about your, your Spartan career, so to say?
1: <laughs> the thing is, I like um things that excite me and are out of my usual zones. So if I haven't done something and you throw it at me, my first instinct is, of course, I'll try that. So I'd seen some pictures on Instagram and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I never really paid attention. Then one day in training session, my my personal trainer showed me a picture of this lady jumping, doing a fire jump. And she just looked so like everything i want in a woman she just looked strong she looked at uh, that night i was like i told him i'm doing this and, and what is a fire
0: jump sorry to interrupt you what is a fire jump so
1: so a Spartan race is an obstacle course race so you choose a distance then you have all these obstacles you crawl under barbed wire like you say there's rivers to run through there's spears to be thrown walls to be climbed <laughs> it sounds like all of it yes nets to be all of it, you get a bucket and fill it with stones of your own free will and then run with that bucket. It's it's a mess. But then the end, like right at the end of the race, they light a fire and you have to jump over it right before you get to medal. And it's just the best feeling because now you've finished all the obstacles and all you have is this fire that you need to make sure you jump over. Wow! So that's the picture. I that's saw. the picture. Okay. And I was like, I'm jumping that fire. So uh, that night I went online, I went to YouTube, I went on their website and I signed up for a race. And the next day I told my personal trainer, we need to train for a race. I'm going to Greece. I And love he couldn't it. believe I my madness. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how that started. And then I just, I went there. I fell in love. It's, it's a wonderful community. Everybody's out to help you if you need help. And yeah, I've done a few since then. I was supposed to do a couple this year, but obviously we can't. But next year we're back.
0: Yeah, we should do one together. We should do one together. Let's we meet should. somewhere.
1: <laughs> we, we are. I will let you know after the show where we're going. I already know where we're going.
0: Oh, really? Let me know. And hopefully next year we can make it happen. <laughs> yes. Now you're also into functional fitness, you know, what is your, your favorite and your least favorite lifts when it comes to the, the weightlifting part of it?
1: My favorite is anything snatches. I think anything snatches I love. Um, I also like power cleans. I love power cleans. I have no idea why, but they just make me feel strong when I'm done. Um, least favorite I try not to have a least favorite. The simple fact that as soon as my brain decides this is my least favorite, it's over. But the resistance comes in. Yeah, but we're here. The devil press. Let's go all the way. (laughs) The devil press needs to be removed from any workout ever. There's no need for it in anybody's life. But yeah, like I said earlier, I'm always cursing on the floor. But when I'm done, I'm happy with it. But snatches and cleans, I think I really enjoy.
0: Okay. And and what keeps you working out? Because you keep going back and back for more. <laughs> you keep going back and back for more. Two
1: reasons. The first one, and this is a decision I made way back, like years ago, was that if I am going to land myself in a hospital and my kids have to look after me, it shouldn't be for something I could have helped prevent. So, I really want to keep lifestyle diseases at bay because I've seen people looking after their parents in hospital. It is not pretty. So, I sort of feel like even though you can't control everything and you mm. might still end up there, you should have at least have the peace of mind to say, I did what I could. And yeah. We're here, but I did keep myself healthy. So, that for me is the primary reason. The second one, obviously, is vanity. I like to look nice. I of like course. To have <laughs> yes <laughs> if we're being honest let's be honest plays a here folks
0: <laughs> workouts have the benefits of also the aesthetics you know
1: <laughs> yes but for me the primary focus is I need to be healthy I need to be energetic I I like the feeling of I finished that workout I feel accomplished and I have more energy
0: yeah and how often are you training at the moment or typically how often do you train in a week for example um,
1: this year has been really busy. So I made the decision to be kind to myself. Um, so I'd sort of gone to three times a week, but now I'm back to gym four times a week and running twice a week. So I sort of mix it up. Yeah. And then the runs, I make sure one is really short. It's like a five kilometers. And then I do a longer one at the weekend. So like on a Sunday when I can take my time, if my body doesn't feel up to it, I will walk. I will yeah. take a really long walk. And just as long as I'm getting my movement in, I'm usually quite happy. But gym four times a week now.
0: Okay. And where do you train? Do you train at a particular, uh, which box or gym? If it's called a gym or a box, where do you train?
1: Shout out to Fit Gym in Nairobi. I think it's, I can back myself up and say it's the best gym in Nairobi, mostly because the setup is well thought through and the community there is fantastic. I don't
0: think
1: if you're ever visiting Nairobi, any of you listening, find me. I will get you into a session and we'll train together.
0: Awesome. I'll also put the link in the show notes to, I guess, have an Instagram page or so website where people can go to. Awesome. Now I want to get a little bit more into your, your career and you're in the tech industry you mentioned. Um, How did you decide on that career path?
1: By accident. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So. I had been a lawyer in my head from the time I was about seven until I finished high school. But right after my last exams, I needed to do something in between while you waited for your results. So I decided, let's do a computers course. Everybody needs to know how to use computers anyway. And then I just fell in love. And by the time my results came out, I was in there and I was invested and I was not doing law. I still want to do law. As a, by the way, just to fulfill that childhood dream, but I really fell in love with it because it was very hands-on. My first job was, well, my, not my very first job. I had a very first job that was sort of like an internship, but then my first real job was, you know, putting solar panels on the roof, setting up Wi-Fi routers on masks. how could I resist? I have to tell you
0: something before we go on. Do you know that my first internship when I was studying in Zambia was I worked at an internet service provider and my job, I worked at the help desk. Um, It's called iConnect. I worked at the help desk. So on the weekends inside, exactly. And then during the week I was fixing wireless routers on the antennas on people's rooftops and kind of turning it when the signal went funky and they complained Um, about internet connection.
1: I hope they gave you the right safety gear because I look back now and I'm just like, I was so reckless. I would literally just climb that thing and get it done. I can't believe
0: we actually did similar things. I didn't know that actually. I didn't know that. And I loved it so much. You know, I used to get bored when I would kind of go and have to do the help desk stuff, you know, where you have to yeah, sit in the call center. That is, me. <laughs> that is so awesome. Thank you so much for for sharing that. Um, now, you also did uh, TEDx in Lusaka. Tell us about the TEDx experience. Because I've watched the, the TEDx video on YouTube. And of course, I will share it in the show notes. And I watch it with such pride and it hits home. And I'm just like, this woman is phenomenal. Can you tell us about Thank that experience?
1: You. Thank you, Mundia. But if I tell you this story, I hope you will believe me. I don't like That's I know. Like Go me, on. But <laughs> this is what happened. So I got a call saying, Oh would you like to do this? And I've never thought I had anything worth sharing. So I didn't have a single idea in my head, but then I spoke to my sisters and I was like, what would, what should I talk about? What would you like to know from me? And my sisters were like, everybody's always asking how you manage to do the whole mom thing, the fitness thing, the traveling thing. Like you, you really just do stuff that's not expected. And so that's how the idea came up. I wish I could take credit, but it was from my sisters. And, um, the process of getting to the stage was rough. The first call I had with the coaches, it was rough. Like I gave them my idea and they were just like, bam, this is a bad idea. This is trash. This is rubbish. This, Of course they use nicer words, but you know how you <laughs> hear criticism? Yes. You hear it in those yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. And so I sort of just stayed silent through it. And then I took down notes and then thought about it. And then I wrote back the next week saying, this is what I understood from your criticism. These are the changes I'm going to make. And the first reaction I got was, wow, people don't normally take our criticism that well. And I had to say I've learned over the years it's the only way to grow because the criticism was honest and fair. So you have to remove your emotions and say, is this honest and fair? If it's fair, I'm good. I'm good to go. Yeah. And so we did the, The whole, we started preparing. I asked for a lot of help from people. I'll send it to people who'd done TEDx before and say, what should I, how should I do this? And they'll be like, or rearrange this, put this at the beginning, done. And then because I was in Nairobi, I had to go to Zambia, did a coaching session, which again, the first one in person was boom, boom, boom. Okay. Then I, and I, I only arrived about four days before the event because I was just literally going for the event. But we got it to a point where, they actually decided it would be the closing one, which was an honor because when you're closing, it's sort of like you want to leave people an inspiration. But now, Mundia, let me tell you, we prepared these wonderful slides with George, with all the nice pictures from Spartan races and climbing mountains in Nepal and nice words. And, and I get on stage, my name's mentioned, and I get on stage, and the slides start. And what I did not know is that the laptop that had the slides decided to reboot. And I am on stage. So I am clicking if you watch that video. (laughs) Are you kidding
0: me? You look pretty composed. Uh, Now I'm going to pay attention when I watch it because now I know the
1: backstory. (laughs) Literally, I started and the thing crashed and it never came back on. Everything I said was with that. That's why from from your memory and from your Yeah. In the back of the screen, for me, there's nothing happening at the back. They eventually just put my name, I think. Because, yeah,
0: yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Because everything had gone off. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my God, now I, I literally have goosebumps. I'm going to watch that uh, talk again. And knowing this, it's going to be so different.
1: <laughs> I still don't know how I got through that talk, but I did without any slides, but yeah. Well, you did amazing. But it was... Thank you. But I thought it was important to talk about how the boxes we've been put into as kids, as adults, just really just hinder us. Absolutely.
0: And even as a grown woman, that's why I said when I listen to that, I feel like there are layers of boxes that I literally need to jump out of, you know, till I find and make my own. Right. So that's why, you know, when I come across not only females and mothers like you, just people like you that are doing things that are close to their heart and just being their authentic selves. You make other people want to be their authentic selves too. And that is so phenomenal. So thank you for, for that. I want to talk a little bit about your traveling. So you travel quite a bit, you know, as you've mentioned, you've been, you know, through many adventures, hiking adventures, climbing mountains and things like that. And, um, is there any place that you haven't traveled to yet that you would like to, like on your wish list or so?
1: That's where we're going for Spartan,
0: Iceland. To Iceland. Oh, do you know, I have to tell you something. So I went to Iceland last year. Yes, uh, you for did. The, Yes, for the, um, the CrossFit um, Reykjavik Championships. I was there last year, absolutely loved it. I wanted to go there this year again you know, and the championships were canceled the whole year. And I'm like, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to go to Iceland and do the Spartan Race. Just tell me when it is so I can start preparing. So I'm like kind of ready.
1: (laughs) Yes. So Iceland and New Zealand are the two places that I really want to go to because they look very different from anything I've seen. And I really love getting to a new place and just experiencing something I've never seen before. So that's what's on my list
0: next. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And I can't believe how quickly the time has gone. And there are a couple of questions that I want to get in before, before we finish. So, you know, you shared quite a bit about, you know, your journey and, you know, how you, all the things that you do and how you juggle everything, what, what inspires you, you know, or what makes you feel like your, your best self? Is there a particular person who inspires you? And when do you feel you're at your best?
1: I think it's, it's a lot of everyday people. All the time, I sort of meet people and everyone is interesting. Everybody has something to offer. Everybody has something new to say. Like when I went to climb Mount Kenya, the guide just kept dropping these gems without meaning to drop them. Like literally, I, I, I was just paying attention to everything he said. Like, like he'll just be like, you know, just walk really slowly. Like I'll, I'm, I'm a fast walker and he'd be like, slow down slow down and take one step. And he literally had me in rhythm. And to me, that was like a moment of, yeah, he's right. Sometimes you need to slow down because he said, if you don't slow down, yes, you will get to the summit, but you will have such bad altitude sickness that you won't enjoy the experience. And to me, those are the moments where I get inspiration. So even in my daily life, I'm like, slow down. I sort of take myself back and just... So I think I just get inspired by everyone around me. I don't have a specific muse or a person that I think about, I think it's just everything is inspirational for
0: me. That's fantastic. Being inspired by everyday people doing everyday things, right? Yeah. Yeah. The MMB lifestyle purpose is about connecting, inspiring, and empowering people to live more fulfilled lives. What kind of an impact do you want to have on people's lives? You know, or if you want to be remembered, when people think about Priscilla, what do you want them to remember about you?
1: doesn't really matter if I'm remembered or not, but if I am, when I am, it should be that I at least made somebody feel some kind of joy. I really hope they remember me as having been kind to them. I hope I do my best to try and be kind to everybody around. And if my my definition for success, somebody had asked me long ago what success was. Well, I asked him and he gave me, oh, when my business gets here and there, and they asked me the same question. It was always if three people can say their lives were changed because of something I did or said, I will have achieved my mission. So I'm hoping those three people remember me that way. And I think if those three people remember me, then I'm good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's that's all I need. And just to share with you, you know, from my side, you totally inspire me. And this is why I had to have you on the podcast. When I was thinking of like, I have a podcast wish list. Like there's so many people that I'm inspired by. And I want, you know, the listeners to get in touch with them, to hear from them. And and so you inspire me so much. And so from the bottom of my heart, you know, thank you for that.
1: Thank you. That's very kind of you to say
0: you're welcome and in just going on to our last couple of questions so if you had only 24 hours to live what would you do you know and if you consider location is no object money is no object 24 hours go
1: ah <laughs> uh, 24 hours is so short but i know for for a fact the first thing i would do the first 2 hours of that 24 hours would probably be me taking a really long gratitude walk Like I'll just go walking and sort of do my prayers and my thank yous, because I think I have a lot to be thankful for at this point. Um, And then I think I'll spend some time calling a lot of the people that I love, my sisters, my family, I have a couple of friends maybe, and then the rest of it would be spent with my kids. Sort of maybe, no, maybe I'll take out half an hour to just weep for my kids and then (laughs) spend some time with them and sort of just get them ready. But yeah, I think that's what I would do. Oh,
0: fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing with that, Priscilla. And we're at the end of this interview and it has been such a pleasure. Uh, We're probably going to continue chatting afterwards. And for the listeners, so where can people go if they want to find you, if they're interested in following your adventures? Um, Do you have uh, social media handles that you want to share?
1: Yes, on Instagram, it's chanda.chomba and the name will come up as Coach Silla. Facebook, it's Coach Silla C-O-A-C-H-S-C-I-L-L-A. And I think those are the two main ones. I keep my Twitter and my LinkedIn very much uh, for professional reasons. So on there, you find me Priscilla Quinoa, if you need to follow me on there.
0: Thank you so much, Priscilla, for sharing that. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. For the dear listeners, I sincerely hope you've enjoyed the episode. It's been an absolute pleasure. And until next time, Sure, please go on. I have
1: to interrupt you and just say thank you so much for having me. And you have inspired so many, at least Zambian people. I remember somebody sending me your profile and saying, you need to check this woman out. She is everything I want to be. And this was maybe five years ago, six but I've met so many people since then that keep saying, do you know this girl called Mundi on Instagram? Do you know, like you're an example for a lot of people. So thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your journey with us.
0: Thank you. And we've have to, we have have to keep it going, right? Because I get inspired from people like you and other people get inspired from watching me and we have to pass it on, right? We have to, we need to pass it on. If, it's only, if that's the only thing that we do, we pass it on to one other person who passes it on to another. And so it goes. Yes. So my dear listeners,
1: I can't wait for us to race together.
0: Spartan. We're going to do this.
1: (laughs) We're going to do this.
0: Yes. And until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye for now. You have been listening to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. For more, please visit mmblifestyle.com or you can also follow the MMB Lifestyle Instagram page. At MMB